Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This is Rebel Guru Radio with best-selling spiritual author Eric Pepin, Season 2. Rebel Guru Radio is sponsored by Cramp Medic, the most powerful cramp-fighting supplement on the market. I think it's an excellent product. I can honestly say for myself, and this is of course uh, difficult to say because it's coming from me, but I hope you take my word on it. I don't think there's anything out there better than Cramp Medic for lay cramps. I used to get them on a near daily basis, maybe every couple days. I know that uh, when I had my motorcycle or bicycle, uh, my legs would be the worst. I would wake up in the middle of the night in pain. Uh, there have been times where I've thought about, maybe I should go to an emergency room. Since I've used Cramp Medic, I probably use one serving and I will not have to reach into using this again probably for two, two and a half weeks. That is more than double what I felt was the recommended like once for every seven days. That's how effective it is. I do think that people need to use it for two to three times to build up somehow in your in your system. We have mainly all positive reviews. Apple cider vinegar is what is going to reduce, you know, acid buildup in your muscle tissue very rapidly. Cayenne pepper is going to expand your capillaries to move that blood into those tight cramping muscles that just do not want to let blood in there to soften it. It is very, very effective. It is going to get in there, electrolytes very fast. It's going to do the job. It's just a great product. And that's what I have to say about it, crampmedic.com. The other thing I wanted to say is the Higher Balance Institute store, HBI or higherbalance.com. We've worked very hard at reducing and slashing the pricing, trying to keep it as a mainstay price forum. Uh, People have said over the years, it's too expensive for them and they can't afford it. Uh, I don't know what the next excuse is going to be because it is extremely affordable. Um, We're doing our best to do that. Having Cramp Medic, finding other stuff to maneuver around so we can keep this thing going uh, has allowed us to bring those prices down. Uh, we do have a lot, a lot of material, a lot of classes that are really excellent, I feel. Uh, you know, going probably for several dollars, some of those classes. Uh, probably at least 70, 80% off of what we charge, maybe even more. Uh, one thing we may do is maybe change around in the store, like uh, uh, bi-monthly or something, which modules we're offering, because there's so many, I think people get lost in it. So if there is something you want, I strongly suggest you grab it before we start moving it around, but it will come available again. It just may take six months to a year before all those other ones start arriving uh, back for availability and we're going to start taking down some, probably to try to keep some organization to just the the bulk of uh, information there, which I'm very proud of. Um, So that's what I have to say on that. Please check out Higher Balance Institute. Uh, you know, or higherbalance.com and uh, support Higher Balance. Please get uh, try out uh, Cramp Medic for family, friends, anybody who has leg muscle problems or any kind of muscle problems in particular. It it truly is the best product out there. No foams, no creams. You don't have to run to the bathroom if you're working at the office to put on foams on your leg by pulling on your pants and trying to get to your legs. Uh, no need for tablets. One shot, seven days, phenomenal. Magnetic pill specially formulated for advancing meditators by advanced meditators. Designed by the rebel guru himself, Eric Pepin, Magnetic Pill was made to enhance results with all higher balance training, accelerate sensory development, achieve deeper meditations, better overall focus, and so much more. Go to magneticpill.com 
forward slash rebel for $10 off every month or get a three month supply with our buy two, get one free special. Hello everybody, welcome to EJP Live. And we have uh, quite an interesting uh, episode for tonight. Um, I'm pretty, pretty excited about it. Having done that, can I see a show of hands of everybody who's actually watched Debs? Okay, so um, if anybody's out there and you haven't finished the series or whatever, there is a chance that we're going to do some spoilers. So I'm not sure. Maybe you might want to watch the preview of this class rather than watching it live. Okay. The other thing is, is that I am contemplating and more than likely will be doing up a follow up after this with EJP Live. It's going to be based upon everything we're talking about today. So it's going to be actually a walkthrough process uh, using sound, music, whatever. But it's a, it's a huge project. I mean, the EJP Lives literally have been like serene level, you know, consistently. And I don't know if people can appreciate that or how much work goes into that or whatever, whatnot. But, and, you know, when I put out these statements, you know, I really set myself up because it is an enormous amount of work compared to what I normally do with other stuff. So I'm not thrilled about it, but I think the necessity is important. Okay. So on a scale of one to 10, did you guys love devs or hated devs? Okay. I'm curious, um, can you give me your feedback? You know, I, I want to lay the land before I start really going deep, and I need to know, like, kind of where everybody's heads is, because it kind of tells me about where everybody else is, you know? Yeah. You want, you want me to tell you my opinion? I mean, <laughs> I'm just being petty right now. I don't think the show was bad. I just felt like it was a ripoff of your stuff. It, 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 I can't say that, okay? Okay, I'll say it for you. <laughs> okay, well, this is the same thing that, that happened to me with another TV program mm -hmm, that's on I Netflix. Remember. And I'm 90% positive that the writers, not the actors, you know, they're desperate to come up with new material. And I don't think, I think after a while, you just don't have vision no more, the creativity. And when you don't have that, you're not in Hollywood no more. You got to go. And that means you're scouring for sources of information to inspire what, what you're doing. Now, having said that, I also feel like, you know, a lot of this information has been out for a very long time. It's just never uniquely been put together in a manner that is so lips you know, smacking of everything, everything of what I've taught. It's just, that is where you're like, okay, something else is going on here. If it was 20% or 40 even 50%. But when you start to get these things and the parallels are so tight, it's, it's like they literally studied the material and then tried to manifest it into a storyline. And that's how I feel. And I'm, I'm kind of okay with it. What am I going to do? The most I can do is say, thank you for spending all this money and creating this. And I will now use it to accelerate and dial more people into understanding. Um, I, of course, could care less about the, you know, the murders and snap. They got to have something to make, you know, some good TV for, for, you know, typical people. But for me, I was very pleased and excited with a lot of the the information they put in there. Now it's from the same director who made Ex Machina, 
Ex Machina, most people will know by where it's an Android and whether it's human level or not. Okay. Same person, same person who also did, um, uh, I don't, it's not, is it called Oblivion? It's called something. Um, uh, uh, well, it's where the big globe is, is expanding and everything inside of it is changing. It's from an alien race kind of annihilation. Thing. Annihilation. Thank you. So he did that one also. So they're all based on actual scientific or th theoretical yet to be proven uh, levels of, of technology, if you will. Okay. And so um, I think he comes out with some stuff that I definitely, definitely am attracted to and interested in. And it is what it is, you know. Um, you know, one can't say whether they stole your ideas or not. You know, the ideas have been pumped out there mentally also. So that's how I look at it. If I get caught up and upset too much about it being ripped off or not, look at it the bright side. My material probably doesn't even hit a tenth of a percent, not even 1%, like a fraction inside of a 1% for the general population. So if it means that this is going to get people thinking, okay, the real next level is to say, well, if you really like this, try the spiritual philosophical view of this and, and see what you think, okay? There's certainly plenty of people that are scientists that totally are in line with, with what I think about it or I'm in line with them. It's nice to have that, that kind of acknowledgement, and it's nice to know that I did this such a long time ago that – it's recorded. There are witnesses. There are people who've seen me on stage talking about it, doing it, building it in a fucking goddamn audience stage. Okay. So I, I know that there's no dispute who, who's, who's pumping this out. Okay. We're talking decades ahead in some cases. All right. All right. Does everybody understand the premise of what they're trying to say? Like, what does this machine exactly do? what is really going on and you know i'm very excited and curious because you guys have come so far you have no idea you guys are like the geniuses of 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 new age spiritual people really it's the new evolution of of spiritualism is really what you guys represent because it's really i mean if, if scientists were to hear that we totally get it and we totally understand and we totally understand how or i think as spiritualists they would just be blown away you know, that, that this makes sense to us. This is something we can mentally approach. And so um, it's been very fulfilling in, in that sense to continuously keep working towards this unified understanding that spirituality and science are really one and the same. So it's one thing to say, and you sound like a, 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 a bubblegum eating, crystal waving, you know, crazy person who doesn't really understand science, who doesn't really understand mathematics, who doesn't really even perceive it. They just know that science is the stand-up of all standards. Therefore, it'll, be, it'll all become one. It's just a hollow statement from them. They don't really fucking understand what that means or the, 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 the real science behind things. It's just, they, they just, it's just fancy words for them to pair it out is what I call it. It's very annoying for me. So but you guys, on the other hand, you guys are smart. Anyway, now... Let me let me back up and who wants to take a crack at it? Who wants to tell me what the machine does and a quick brief of what you what you think? Because once I go, there ain't no stopping it. I'm gonna be taking you guys to some extreme shit. And I don't want to drop anything other than saying that I think you're going to understand after tonight's conversation more about me, 
my tantrums per se at different times, my thinking, things that you guys have experienced and why you experienced them. And I'm going to tell you right now, it goes far and beyond what you even think from the movie. But I feel very confident I can take us now to that level because I have some very good examples that you guys have all experienced. And that's the key. So having said that, who wants to give it a crap? They created a machine that had all possibilities in the past and the future all mapped out. So everything was known and everything was determined. Okay. Perfect. And how is it that that's possible? And is it possible in the real, like, like, like forget sci-fi movie. At, at the quantum level, I mean, uh, one of my questions on the list but, um, was they had that table that I don't totally understand where they put items on it, but it's like they mapped inside and that's what gave them the code, the quantum, and then it went exterior also. But they kept on cracking the code is, you know, interesting how they went from sound, then added in the sound to everything else. Mm -hmm. So I think that's good, but I, I think we need to step back even a little bit more just to help other people who are watching tonight. Maybe they don't fully understand as much as like some of you guys. You guys do Saruni and you do all these other things. So I don't remember everywhere I've talked about everything, but I certainly have talked about it all 20 times. Go ahead. Uh, there was um, one thing that Forrest said. He said in a deterministic universe, holding even the smallest piece of data can be extrapolated into holding all the data. The reality of the simulation is that it's reality. Uh, it's like a fractal that holds uh, multi-layers over and over and over. Yes. So, so let me just kind of come at this a little bit differently. And one thing is if you guys haven't contemplating it and it's hasn't made, remember when we started to break down simulated reality and the reality of that, that is likely in all likelihood what's what we are part of. It, there's a, a phase you go through that's almost nauseous, just, just perceiving the idea of it. It's almost this uncomfortable self-awareness, a, a perception of asking yourself, like, what the fuck, is this all real or not real? Like, like it's, it's, it's really, I would say earth-shaking, but it's more mentally shaking. And then you kind of work through it, and you make your peace with it, and then now you're, you, you're able to, to function. It's going to be no different than that. Do you understand? If, if that hasn't hit you yet, then, then in all likelihood, it will today. But I, I promise you, you'll be just okay with it. And there's, there's reasons for that. And I can't say that to everybody, but I can certainly say it to everybody watching tonight. That's the level of confidence I have with, with the, the people watching this. Having said that, so determinism is basically, there's, there's, different ways of looking at different theories of the universe. One is determinism, basically meaning that everything in the universe can be predicted. And therefore, if that's true, if we had a computer that had enough energy and enough computing power to compute all the way down to the quantum level and then up, okay, theoretically speaking, and it shouldn't be theory, it should be literally logically deduced, okay? I want you to keep in mind that you have the people who say that it's not determinism and you, you have people who back that and say that we do have free will, we do have all these things as scientists. And then you have the crowd that says, no, everything is absolutely determinable. It is predictable in the sense that everything has a purpose. Nothing, nothing exists without a purpose, okay? So therefore, one of the, the big people who believed in it but was frustrated by it was Einstein. I just learned that today. 
Okay. So it seems like you've got your two crowds, one that says that it's deterministic, the whole universe, our reality, our life, and the day you die, it's all determinable. Okay. To undeterminable and it's free will and there's random insertions. Okay. I really, as usual, come from two perspectives. And that's where I always say I sound like a contradiction, but it's not a contradiction at all. It's just one step above understanding what's going on. And it, it, it really can be two things. Okay. So essentially what it's really saying is, and I said it already, I'm getting old. 35 years ago, I said I was already at 15 years old. And I was talking about the little bouncing Super Bowl that most of you guys don't even, I don't even know if Byron knows what a Super Bowl is. Okay. You, you know, remember you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Super Bowls. Do you know what a Super Bowl is, Byron? Do you have yeah, you million times you order machines and they're little. Thank you. Balls. Yes. And you can just drop it without, and it's getting bounced really high. And it's just crazy. It's just super condensed little ball that just goes bonkers with a little bit of energy. And so I would say, look, if I take this ball, we're in a giant auditorium. Okay. And there's nobody in it, just the auditorium, maybe whatever, seats or whatever. And I take this thing and I chuck it as hard as I can on the ground, okay, and let it go. Can you tell me where that ball is going to stop? And now you guys know all the answers. So of course, you're going to give the answer. But generally, people go, there's no fucking way that you're going to know where that ball is going to come to a stop in this fucking place. Or hey, it could be two feet. You're not going to know, okay? So then I say, okay, so that is your perception. So you are saying in so many words, this is not possible. It's factually impossible, blah, 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 blah. So if I say, no, you can calculate where it is, then that is a whole different spectrum. So the answer is, if you know the size of the ball, the density of the ball, the, the actual uh, force that's thrown, the projectile of it, the temperature of the room, the structure of the room, all the materials in the room, and you had a super, 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 super beyond quantum computer that scanned all of this data, projectile, weight, mass, all of that stuff, okay? Would it be able to tell you, based on your intelligence and what you know, would it be able to put a laser light on the spot that the, the ball will just come to a roll over on that spot and park there? Do you think that's possible? So that's deterministic to a certain level. For that computer, that would be real easy to do. So deterministic is to say that if they were to scan or a computer were to scan from you from head to toe, okay, everything about you right down to the molecular structure of your body, right down to quantum level, okay, and then scan everything else in the room, okay, what they're trying to say is that with a certain amount of data, everything is interconnected. We call it allosonic. But when we say allosony, we don't really think of, of inanimate objects. We think about human beings. That is basically the first mistake. But I also know that people can't understand beyond that. So it's like, what? Well, why try? But you guys can't, okay? So that is really the first allosony, if you think about it. Everything is interconnected. Everything is cause and effect. Or in reverse, effect and cause, okay? So everything in the universe, based upon that per perceived, and I don't know how you could argue it, okay, is predictable. It just depends if you have the computing power in order to do that. If you can get down to the subatomic level and up to predict all the pieces like shooting a pool ball into to the thing, if you knew the mass, the direction, the strike point, and all of that, 
you'd probably be able to predict within reason where everything's going to go. So what they're saying is, in, in part, because this is very layered, is that every single person who is alive, every single thing, right down to a piece of paper, to a butterfly, to a bee, to a hummingbird, to your girlfriend, to your parents, to your grandparents, to your great-grandparents, to your great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-ancestral primitive ancestry. All of that has been predicted right down to the most minute detail. Now, when you think about that, it's kind of, of shocking. It's kind of uh, almost intimidating to know that, that in a sense, theoretically speaking, that even this conversation right now has already been predicted right down to the last word, the last shuffle of rubbing your nose, to your gesture of your lips, to your surprise intellectually. All of this is based upon your entire life of all the things you've seen, you smelt, you heard, you listened to music, you danced, you got beat up by bullies, you've dealt with hate, you've dealt with joy, you've had love. You have, it all predicts how your mind has been modeled to come to the con conclusions you come to and the perception you do. It understands your whole biochemistry and it knows whether you're gonna be a little frustrated, it'll tilt you that way, or if it's a little bit low, you'll be more relaxed, you're more understanding. It calculates everything. So the accuracy of it should be 100%, 100%, okay? Not 99.9999, that's how insane it is. So when they show that you, they put it one second delay, so ahead, so when you go, oh my God, well, it says, oh my God, then you see them go, oh my God, okay? The first thing you do in your head is say, why can't I stop what I'm seeing? Why am I just literally redoing it? And the reason is, is because it already calculated your witnessing and your revelation of this information. It knew you would get there. And therefore, it knows how you're going to react to the reaction of you seeing yourself in the future. And therefore, it can broadcast it. Questions? So that, that one's still kind of, that was a big, big one for me. I, I still think I only understand parts of it. Uh, I'd like to come at it then one more time until I feel that you're satisfied, but I can only give it one more shot. Okay. You, you are the Super Bowl. Right. It's just a bigger world that you're moving in. And that computer can process you, but it can, you are nothing. You, you, you are, it's like you rolling up a piece of paper to toss it to your friend. That's how simple it is to predict your entire life, your family's life for that computer if it existed. So the machine that they built, it is basically seeing the sideways rain, the simulation. Yes. It's not only seeing the simulation, it's calculating the simulation. In a weird way, you can almost say it's it's generating it and it's generating it. Here I'm getting into that double talk they do. But I get how it. Does, it's it's whether I can get you guys to get it. How does error correcting code play a part into its process of sim, of seeing the simulation? It creates limitations as to you waking out of the when the girl 
throws the, the gun and does something that wasn't in the calculations, okay? That is what I always say to you guys, that the universe is looking for a unique moment and a, a, a real epiphany, a real moment that you break away from the system, okay? But at the same token, it set up a fundamental law of rules. If the fundamental laws of rules change, the question is, is can its predictive process be able to still predict your future? So it has to keep things within a guidelines, okay, or the entire system could collapse, okay? So it does have what I call error correcting code. Now you have to keep in mind, this is a double conversation and you guys are bleeding two things into one, okay? Simulation, whole different thing, okay? Whole different thing, which we will, we will deal with later, okay? Predictive, okay, determinism, okay, of your entire life, okay, is different because you have to understand there's a duality in that. Okay, the duality is, is that you are in the real reality and it's calculating everything you do. And every time there's a decision moment where you could go this way or that way, that's what they call the many worlds. Meaning if you fall off the edge, okay, which should be 50-50 or whatever they're saying, okay, then that whole reality has to have you falling down, the fire trucks coming, the reaction of the person, the, the drama of other people walking their dog, coming by to see what's going on, either yelling or not yelling. There's this whole thing. But at the same token with, the, with, with it, it, it has to also do all these other overshots. So there's, in the movie, you only see maybe five different kind of scenarios where they're falling or doing stuff. The reality is it's an infinite amount. That's what they can't show on, on a program, is that if you really were to understand this, you ever see when you were a kid, this is how I, I, I often think about what was an awakening moment for me. And I think it was for you guys. You ever been in, as a kid in a changing room and there's a bunch of these mirrors and you look at one mirror and you'd see your reflection and it goes infinite. Well, put that times gazillion, trillion, billion, whatever the fucking biggest number is. And then every frame would explode like that. But every frame would be just a, a molecule indifference. Okay, versus the, the previous one. Okay. And they're all going in different separations because let's say in one you fell and you lived. And now you got to have all sorts of surgery and everything else, but you lived. Okay. So that's a whole new storyline. And that whole storyline means that just because you think you're going to still be friends in other worlds with your friends, that doesn't mean at all. It means that some of your friends blew you off to visit you in the hospital. So you're like, fuck you, I don't need you. And you now have to meet new people for therapy that not, would not be in the other life you have because you never would have met them. So there's an infinite amount of these things going on. The question is, that I'm sure you guys are wondering is, is that are they all real? And the answer is yes and no. And the reason why it's yes and no is, is because, one, you have to determine how real we are, okay? And that's a whole other conversation. But the second thing is, is that if everything is predictable, does it really even matter anymore? Okay, we may as well just be a projection. Okay, if everything we do, every there's like nothing we can do to change the system, but there is. But anyway, the point is, is that 
then does it really matter? So in one sense, they're saying we are the base reality and everything else is like a, a split reality that would be the equivalent of a super, super real video game. Do you understand? And all the non-player characters literally are so advanced that they believe they're, they're real. And now you have an infinite amount of them running all these infinite amounts of realities that are also busting off of one another, okay, infinitely. Because any decision in there means that you could get up and fall over and re-break your, your back. And now that's a whole nother splinter of other realities where one you didn't. So to say with the spectrum of how it divisions out, that's, that's a whole nother new thing to look at, okay? Is how many splinters can come from that or is it infinite? So in a computer system that's super, super fucking beyond anything you can imagine, it can run all these infinite sequences. It can do billions and trillions of years of microbe life, which is what we are, okay, without blinking an eye. It's insane for us to imagine, but is it? Look at computers today. Is, is, aren't you impressed already? Do you really think that there's a cap on the potential still? So, so in essence, your life may be predicted. It doesn't mean it's not real. It's to say also, as I've said before, if you've got some kids that you're watching that are five years old or something, not really mature and you're just whatever, you can pretty much predict half the shit that's going to go down. They're going to fight over that one toy. They're going to fight over that one cherry flavored ice cream versus the other one that's fucking lemon or some shit or something, okay, with some flavor they don't want. And you are already doing that on a small predictive calculator that you are doing. Do you understand? You're doing it every time you meet somebody. You, every time you confront somebody on an issue you need to talk to them about. You're running all of these various scenarios in your head. In fact, in your head, people are fighting, arguing, cursing. People are, are maybe even dressed differently if you're paying attention. Sometimes it could be a hairstyle difference or not. Maybe it could be any number of things, but you're running hundreds of scenarios, but you're only narrowing it down to maybe two or three that you think you're thinking about. But it's more than that. Your intuitive thoughts that come to you are probably from still other generations going on, still deciding which one is going to be the best outcome to say, oh my God, I just had a fucking epiphany. You don't remember how you got there. You just got the result. Am I helping or am I hindering? I think it takes a lot to like really like look at this. Um, it's almost if you can calculate the Super Bowl, okay? If you can calculate the Super Bowl, okay? Why can't you calculate your life? You just think it's more complicated, so it's not possible. Totally. Well, before you before you had the Super Bowl, before you knew what computers were, if you grew up in the fucking like sixties and seventies and eighties, okay, you really had a vague concept of what that could be based on TV, Star Trek, whatever for the time. But, but the reality is we've come a lot further. We understand quantum computing now. We understand that it's going to go to this crazy level, okay? So those computations, if they can calculate and measure in numbers basically your entire body to break down the cellular structure and beyond, okay? Are you telling me it's not able to, and it can do that to everything else? Are you saying that can't be predictive do you think that your ball that your life is not a bouncing ball that your life is so unique and unpredictable when your partner's life is also being predicted and your whole meeting would be predicted let me throw something i'm going to jump a little bit ahead of myself and propose something else to you 
If you're having trouble with that thought, then I would say to you this, Byron, how is it possible that you believe the fact that it's possible to see the future? Where is that information coming from? Yeah. I've told you guys a million times. It's not a calculation in my head. I feel like my mind is going into a supercomputer and it's literally pulling what I call a, a, a streamline, which is basically what they call a, uh, Ray asked the question. Uh, Tramline. Tram sorry. Yeah. So tramline. So tramline, what it is, is it, it, it's essentially a marker. Let's say you pick a molecule. Okay, or you pick a, a proton or something even fucking smaller. And the tram line is, is it's flying through the universe and it hits another one. Well, that actually leads to the day of our conversation right here, right now, possibly. Because over trillions of years or infinite amount of time, it became more and more complex. It became part of planets, stars, destroyed, rebirthed out in explosions. These, these particles went everywhere. So it's following all the mathematical sequences of all of these fucking crazy, crazy computations that are beyond us. We're not going to be able to do that computation in our heads, but we certainly can, can create things that might be able to and reliably. Okay. So essentially what you're, what, what it's doing is it's saying the tram line for that basic, very beginning cause. Remember pushing the pen, you are the fucking pen. Something caused your creation. Nothing in this universe doesn't have purpose. Everything fucking has purpose. It serves a fucking purpose. That's why it's a number, and that's why it's equatable, and that's why it's predictable. And this is why they say, name something that, that fucking is not something that has no purpose. Everything has a purpose. Why? Because in our universe, it makes it all deterministic because of that. We can't even think of something that wouldn't be without fucking purpose. It's almost impossible. Okay. I haven't really come across it. <laughs> and I, I think I think pretty hard. Okay. And I've been aware of this since I've been a child. So I've had a lot of time to crunch on it. So in, in essence, your creation likely started off with the birth of a photon or a piece of dark fucking matter interacting with something else okay and when that happened it removed all the other equations because they canceled each other out but something was left over and that little leftover might have been the reason why we're all here which is what i kind of cover if you think way back when to what i say for the creation of god which is what you guys are thinking about think about it okay so what I'm seeing is, is that even after you're gone, it's still predictable everything you've affected. Everything, every right down to, to the skin that's become dust, it has a purpose. It has a role, and it will have a beginning and, and deterioration. That deterioration just becomes smaller pieces. They get reused for something else, all predictable. So your life, based on an inclusive awareness of all things, computationally, Okay, means that you're just a product within those computations and you will react and integrate. You will have cause and effect, and it's all predictable. It just depends how strong of a computer and how detailed it can get. And that's we're not there with that technology. But Einstein thought it was possible to get there, I presume. If he says it's deterministic. Well, that's what all math is for the whole universe. That's how they figure out every shit. They don't have to go to a black hole to know how it fucking works. Eventually, they'll figure it out. 
but that's how we figured out a lot of stuff. That's what Einstein and Hawkins, they're like, yep, we just finally got out there 30 years later, 50 years later, dead spot right on. It's doing exactly what the numbers said predictively it would do. So if you can take fucking Einstein's brain and put it on, you know, to, to the trillionth power, which makes it a number that's incomprehensible, okay, and you said let that one do all the calculations for the universe, and you can backwards engineer anything. If, 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 if you think about, forget spaceships, let's say we get a car, and we have cars, but this car is from fucking Italy, and it's like a Ferrari, and they got a different kind of engine, and they're using combustion differently than we did before, and their car's doing 200 miles per hour, while ours is doing only 80, okay? If we get that car and we disassemble it, okay, can we learn from the disassembling how it works? Okay, can we put it back together identically the way we got it? Sure. So your life is no different to a computer, to, to a quantum level of computing. You can be disassembled and reassembled your, your life and then infinitely all the lives right back to the very first fucking creature biologically crawling out of the ocean you can go even go to the ocean and fucking and and see its entire morphosis and splitting and which one you ended up having your path with i mean we're almost there in a lot of weird ways dna tells us a lot about your ancestry we can go back we never thought that was fucking possible at one time or 100 years ago that wasn't even a fucking thought or a few hundred years ago so we we have ways of knowing everything from dna to to a million other different things why would technology just stop one day? And what is the limit to what we can count? What, what is the limit if, if time is infinite? What is the limit of what we will be able to, to comprehend or understand? Are you, are you getting there yet, Byron? Am I, am I, uh, I want to be sure. honest. I'm not picking on you. I just, oh, I no. just assume that you, you, there's enough people out there that feel like you do. So I want to make sure that, that I reach them too. You know, There's a lot here. There's like so much. Yeah. Yeah. It means so if you can... If you apply the same rules of calculation, density, projection, weight, temperature, molecular structure of the ball, molecular structure of the fucking lacquer on the floor of the auditorium, uh, the, the which way the grains are all going, which way the fucking molecules are all going. If you can do all that and check that ball and know where it's going to go, you can do the same thing to you. And instead of predicting where it's going to go in, in, in a minute of bouncing around, it looks at a minute or it looks at 100 years no differently. It just takes it maybe not even a tenth of a second to compute at a life versus the amount of time it took to compute where that ball will stop. If you think about writing out a big problem on paper to figure out, and then all of a sudden we got calculators. I remember when we got calculators. I remember them being super cool. I remember mine had a little solar one, you know, and we went for the big punch button ones. So these huge numbers that would take us a week to process, let's say, just, you know, for work-wise, when the calculators came out, we were able to do it in fucking 30 seconds, okay? That was a game changer for civilization. That led to engines and fuels and rocket fuel and everything else. So now we take that, that, that handheld computer and we turn it into a desktop computer which which error do you want to say where we were at with it right. and did it computate even faster which blew our mind was it able to project stories on a tv screen so instead of it being filmed we were interacting making choices for the characters that we were watching 
and it would be able to follow through on any of the choices we made because it created and it had plans for any of those those choices we made. So it feels normal. So you said we were the ball, right? Well, I'm saying as an example, if you yeah. want to understand how it sees your future. Using, using that, we're the ball. We're right now currently with this class. We're essentially the ball realizing that it's in this calculation. Yeah. Okay. You get it now? It's logic. It's, to me, it's pure logic. It has nothing to do with spiritual. It has nothing to do with faith. It has nothing to do with anything. Okay. It has to do with math. Everything in our universe, our reality is measurable. We're at a point where we can understand that. We may not be in a point where we can actually measure, measure it, but we understand what is beyond what we can see because we're able to look at it through numbers to make it kind of come to the surface so we can understand what's there. And that's calculations going down into deep, 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 deep levels following how the, the system works. You're basically studying the code of reality. And then you're saying, now that I have the code of reality and it's in motion, let me speed it up by once one flip of my finger is 10,000 years. Go back. It does all the calculations and it shows you where all of these molecules and, and everything, what order they would be in. And that is what we perceive visually as life. So I believe Einstein is correct to, to say that he believes in determinism. I agree. I've always agreed. It's the only explanation. I have as a logical thinker slash spiritual thinker. And when I would ask myself at probably around 18 years old, I presume I started thinking about it. It really scared the shit out of me trying to understand how would I know all these things, people's car accidents, making models of vehicles, locating people, knowing certain things. There was no way to know unless it was a, predictive reality. And at 18 to 20, that's when I started coming up with this way to try to explain how I know what I know through the ball. Do you understand? Now, they were using a different analogy, but it's basically the same thing. In fact, I like mine better, you know, but that would have been too evident, okay, that it was a complete ripoff. So, but are you following what I'm saying? How, how can I possibly know a future if it's not determined how it wouldn't be possible so when i say to you guys for for i don't know for 30 years whatever recordings we still have there's a lot of things i would refer to when i go into these states and i would say well it's hard because you guys want me to predict the future what's going on and i says there are all these variables if one variable changes which one do we end up in do you understand which, which, how does this, this is why I'm very careful what I say, what I, what I release for information, because it has an effect on you guys. It has an effect on, on, on where I want the universe to kind of move us through this time period. And I'm aware of that. My whole life, I've been dealing with fucking psychic works, the future. Okay. So I, I really have got a very unusual relationship with it's with understanding it. Okay. Only because I've been doing it my whole life. I was born in it. So in order for me to see the future, it means that if I'm accurate within a, a percentage, okay, 
it either means one of two things. If we base it off the movie, and remember, I'm not a scientist. I don't have a background in academically in science, nor do I hold degrees in it. I just would like to think I got a, a fear handling. I'm sure there's room for a lot of correction, but uh, a layman's way of approaching this is what I'm trying to, to do here, okay? Um, and also make it so everybody can understand what I'm saying. But as soon as you start using analogies or comparison, you can go down a, a road of, of misunderstanding. So you got to be very careful when you try to explain these things. But for me to see the future, it, 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 it really meant to me that, hey, it's predictable, which means that, and I didn't know at the time the word deterministic. That was kind of a new thing for me until just maybe X amount of time ago, okay? But I understood it as I do everything else in my own words, my own, my own understanding until I come across something that I understand in English that I've learned to understand. And they explain it and they go, oh, that's, just, that's what I'm talking about. That's, that's it. It's just they had another way of getting there to understand it. I had a different way. So when I see the future, um, that future it's, it's got to be, a, if it's accurate and it, it, it fulfills, then I literally have, I can tell you without no question in my mind, this conversation's already happened. Do you understand? There's no way for me to know what I was able to do or have done or can do with, without that being a part of that process. It's just not possible to know the future then. So it has to be a deterministic reality and I have to be tapping some kind of super fucking computer of reality. And I'm pulling bits and pieces that is relevant to you as the, as a computer sees you at moving through this process of life. And I've, I found a way to take your tone, your frequency, which is what I have always said and find you. Okay. In, in these various calculations going on. So when I, I say to you that, the reason why I don't like necessarily always doing psychic work is sometimes it's very hard. And I often say to you, it's like a fucking rudder on a boat. The wind is pushing you. It's a sailboat and you need to move against the wind. So now you got to force the boat through the rudder, weighing in on it, getting it to, to turn the rudder, to press the water to move the whole boat to the left or to the right. Do you understand? It takes strength. And the, the boat is kind of rattling. You get what I'm saying? So it wants to move me in one direction, but I'm forcing it to stay in another. The, the thing that I think you guys are going to understand finally today is what I'm going to say next, which is a, a, one of many things, okay, is that when I say that, what I'm trying to do is to say to you is there is one fixed path for what we call our reality. Everything else is fun. This is why Forrest got very upset. When the young kid turned around and said, oh, I've removed all of the static from the sound so we can hear it better now. And this is what we're hearing. We're hearing the words of Jesus Christ. And he says, no, that's fucking shit. You're out here. He did a pepping move, okay? Because he understood what nobody else understood. And it was frustrating that he even has to explain it. Or now he has to, to fucking deal with all this fucking where they're at because they're excited. They think it's a breakthrough. Whatever. They just don't understand high enough thinking. They haven't counted that high yet, okay? And what, what he's saying is, is that that is not the reality we live in. That's not our base path. What you're doing is you're looking at splinter paths. It might as well be a fictional TV movie then because it didn't happen in our reality line, our fucking tram line. So this is true. Do you understand? 
So when I say I have the rudder and it's hard to explain why I, I, there's no words for this. Do you understand? Or at least it wasn't at the time, at least for me. So that rudder is me trying to stay in the tram line for our collective reality and not splinter off into one of these other ones where I would be incorrect. And that's what lesser psychics are on my shitty days I'm doing. I'm literally reeling the tram lines either to the left or to the right. It looks just like the real one, but there are subtle differences that make the long projector even further miscalculated, which means it's inaccurate to predict because it won't happen. I've let myself move into a tram line that looks almost identical, but it's completely different. And as it moves further out, it's, it's, it's occurrences of what's going to happen change. So the car accident or or whatever I'm saying, or the person you're going to meet could be completely different. These are all variables, as I've said to you guys a million times about how hurricane testing, you do one way, two way, three way, four way, five, a thousand different ones. And you say, find the one that fits the real life one. And we should have a basic idea, just like with the worms, you get it to match and it starts copying the process. And that's how we see the future of where that hurricane's going to go. Now the technology needs to get better, but you get the basics of it. So they're doing that to an entire civilization, to an entire, entire planet, to an entire solar system, to an entire galaxy, to an entire universe, theoretically speaking. Because you'd be able to predict every single form of life in the universe and what's happening in their worlds. Because you would follow the, 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 the cell basically becoming more and more complex. Because you'd know what other particles are going to run into it and you know what they're capable of doing. And you know when they meet a certain way, if you know how they're going to meet, then you should know what the reaction would be. Or must be because it's calculated. It's fact. It will do this. It will do that for sure. So you just make it bigger and bigger complex organisms. It's really just all the little parts. If you can count all the little parts, well, what you're trying to say you're one thing? No, you're made out of an infinite amount of little parts, which is it was already counting since before you existed. So when, when I say I look into the future, it's what I'm saying is, is the mirrors are all going fucking nuts. And I've got to keep my mind on the one mirror that I know is the real one from the onset. And I got to observe that one and not let the other ones trick me. And then all of a sudden I got interested in a different one and I started believing it was the same thing, but it's not. And here's the irony. When you guys look at all the fucking mirrors, shit, don't tell me, you know, you know, it looks like you, you know, it is you, but there's something inside of you saying it's just something not quite right here because it's slightly different. So when I say that I'm leaning into this rudder trying to, it means that the further I look into the future, the harder it, it gets for me to hang on to the correct one. Do you understand and that's where I'm like, don't be careful of your thoughts. Be careful of your emotions. Anything can pollute that, that perfect trajectory. And that takes as much non-thought as possible to attain with this kind of inner thinking. And this is what, what I'm saying. You got to be focused and you have to have an intent at the same time. That's, that's training. That's what you do as spiritual people. That's what you're doing. You're med meditating and breathing and thinking of prana. You're, you're removing your day-to-day -day thinking and you're giving it a set of guidelines that you're trying to follow, okay, to see what that result would be. Okay, so basically what uh, it was one of the questions I had and what I'm going to ask you now is you're literally saying now so that whenever we're doing precog, the gut instincts we have, deja vu situations, 
these are most likely from viewing the exact same tram line and looking into that and not looking at others, correct? Yeah, but you you have to be very disciplined and very good and internally sense the difference because the second you wander off, you'll know, believe it. You just have to be self-aware. That's the key. But more or less, yes. How do you explain deja vu? Then if it's legitimately something that physically happens rather than your mind going faster or slower. How do you, you tell me how you explain anything that's been accurate in history predicting the future? How? How? We're intelligent enough to know that we can't just believe in magic. I don't believe in fucking magic. Magic is just some level of something we don't understand yet. That's a mechanism that can be performed and repeated. So therefore it can be understood. We're just not there yet. And I've taught you guys that all from day one. So you're using your consciousness and that's the big debate. Is the universe simply deterministic without God, without consciousness, or is it deterministic with the influence of consciousness, which is the only thing that may not be fully calculable by any means of, of this technology we're thinking of? Okay, therefore, it makes consciousness maybe this really questionable thing. And so this goes back to what happened in the movie and why she's the one and why maybe he's the one. If you go back and you guys probably missed it, okay, they're playing um, the, the game with her father. The Asian girl's playing the game. They're, I forget the name of it. It's the little stones, and you got to kind of calculate. So he says to her, how many moves you think it had? She says, mm, about three moves ahead, okay? And interestingly, you know, three. And he goes, well, why did you put it there? And she says, well... It just felt right. It felt like it needed to be there. So it wasn't a decision she made on logic. It wasn't a decision she made in any way. She listened to some other intuitive part from her that seemed to be working outside of the predictability of our reality. It was something that came from outside of the simulation. A lot of people ask us, where is the best place to start with our courses and material? The fundamental backbone of everything in our catalog is the Foundation Meditation System. This is a unique meditation technique geared to the purpose of absorbing prana, stimulating key regions of the body that enhance sensory development, and allow one to tap into a source of unbridled spiritual energy. Foundation Meditation can be learned in our book, Meditation Within Eternity, or you can visit our website, foundationmeditation.com, to acquire the audio course. Again, that's foundationmeditation.com. Each of Eric's books comes with a secure readers-only section online that contains a treasure trove of complimentary free training material. When you add up all the free training you get with each book, you have a combined total value of over $1,000 in additional content. This includes classes, guided meditation exercises, and more. Digital and physical copies are available at higherbalancebooks.com. Order the set on discount now, and we'll also send you a free guru deck in the mail for physical orders. Again, that's higherbalancebooks.com. Go there now, order your set, and join the growing movement of spiritual adepts. Follow us on Instagram at higherbalanceinstitute, all one word. 
If you like this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a positive review to help others like yourself find this knowledge. If you would like to support this podcast, please visit our online store at higherbalance.com. When I was young, I recall sitting in the back seat of the family car as we drove somewheres, probably just to get away. I remember seeing the rivets of the back seat, the leather contour, the fabric and texture of the floor mat. I was small. I remember looking upward through the window, seeing the reflection of the glass of myself, a metal lining along the glass trim. I could only see the trees and the sky moving by. I thought I could touch it, so I did, reaching my hand out the window to touch it. I felt it. I felt the air pushing and moving beneath my hand and the warmth of the sun upon its back. I think it was at that moment I began to awaken knowing that sometimes when you want to find something, you don't always find it in the way that you think you're going to. You see, my hand, it moved against the wind, pushing, weaving, feeling it, touching it, and the sun warming, soothing, healing. Somewhere in between, I flew. Higher balance, we think outside of the box. A new kind of spirituality, a new kind of meditation, a revolution in consciousness. Thank you for listening to Rebel Guru Radio. 